Hi, you're listening to the Wig Hackers podcast, where you get the real feeling of what goes on working on the hair side of the entertainment industry. You never know where my rants will go, so stay tuned. Uh, everyone, I mean, legit everyone. Um, so yeah, so I would definitely check them out, Spornet dot com s p o r n e t t e dot com uh literally these are the brushes that are going to change your life they have all different varieties they have extension brushes they have brushes for men's they have cushions teasing bros tanglers i would definitely check them out especially if you want a product that has been around for a long time and they have been and so they are making a huge comeback oh yeah check them out today Hey guys, welcome back to the Wig Hackers podcast. And uh, it's your host, Daniel. What's up? I have an uber special guest today who is the creator of Color Map, which I have right here. Haha. Um, <laughs> ladies. See, it's been used. Oh, yes. Are you kidding? How can I not use it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> How can you not use it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Josh Comex to the show. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Thank welcome. you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. So most of the people listening are wig lovers and wig enthusiasts and hair enthusiasts, first and foremost. So it's both pro and like everyday because you don't need a license to work on wigs, just to put that in the back of your head. Um, so but like where, where where did you start? How did you get into hair first and foremost? I was uh, I was a kid that was like always combing and styling my hair since probably I had my own comb at like four or five years old uh, and so I was just always you know in the mirror trying stuff and then as I got a little older I was like mom I want to cut my hair cut my hair and she was like no and then we started arguing about how I want to cut my hair as for like styling well anyway my cousin who I looked up to he was uh, he cut hair so I was like can you cut my hair and then he said, yeah. And then one day he said, you know, I cut my own. I was like, really? I said, how? He said, you just take the clippers and you just go up and you got two mirrors. So I asked my mom for uh, a pair of clippers for my 13th birthday. And then I sat my little brother down, cut his hair, cut my own hair the next day. And it was during summertime. So I was like, dude, if we, I, I won't cut it short. If I mess up, we'll go up, you know, the barbershop and fix it. Right, right. I give myself room for error. And... Still to this day, I give my room myself room for error. Like if I'm not sure how something's gonna lay, I'll just cut a little big piece and let it fall. But um, yeah, so by the time I got to high school, I had like five people I was cutting regular, and then graduated, um, went to college for two semesters, and I was like, I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't see myself doing it. And then so I looked in the barber school, and barber school was the same amount of hours as cosmetology. Mm. And I was thinking about it, I was like, if I cut guys hair all day, I'm gonna get bored. And then it, it, it's, it's not, it won't be as, I thought it might, might not be as challenging. So I was mm. like, I'll learn how to do girls hair too. And then if I don't like it, you know, I'll just stick them in. Which to me, that was a great choice in my end because I knew myself. Like I get, if I do too, anything too like uh, monotonous, yeah, yeah, repetitious. Uh, 
I get bored and I, I go a little crazy. But uh, so yeah, that's how I got started. <laughs> and I've been doing hair now for 14 years professionally. Wow, holy cow. How, um, what, what did you like about cosmetology school? What cosmetology? Uh. <laughs> right, because those are the time it's always the other way. What did you hate? I already know what we hate, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I was 19 and I was having fun, so it was just like. So you went drunk. So you went to beauty school pretty drunk, hungover. I was the, I was the one that was, I was the one they made uh, a tarting rule because I was always 15 minutes late. And then what happened, everybody was like starting to show up later. And if it was messing up that play, it was like, why y'all showing up late? They was like, well, Josh shows up late every day. Well, y'all not doing him nothing. So they was like, they cut that out. Uh, but I just had fun, you know, it was just, I think my favorite part was just like hanging out and talking to everybody. Uh, and not, I don't know, I, that was still to this day, that's what I like to do is like meet people and talk to people. And I think that's why I love hair so much. Uh, I just saw having to be, you know, decent at it. <laughs> but no, cosmetology school, uh, I guess, well, this is gonna be uh, almost a joke, but we had a nail tech program and I was the, I was volunteering to get a pedicure every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, I love it. Ah. Uh, what my one like? regret is I didn't learn as much as I could. Like say wigs, I told myself I'm not gonna ever do wigs. Like, and I'm like I should have, I should have took the time to do it. I should have learned how to do perms better. Uh, mm-hmm. I could have learned how to do nails better, you know, but. You're 19 years old. You're not thinking that much ahead. <laughs> not at all. But no. School what? was. I, I just had fun in school. Like. <laughs> I. Oh, I was. I was literally hungover from the night before, most likely, because I was working. <laughs> so well, I. Our school was from like nine to three, uh-huh. and I would get off, and I would haul ass to the restaurant, wait tables till like 10, 30, 11, leave there. And I would either go do like do somebody's hair, or we was at the bar, you know, till one or two o'clock in the yeah. morning, and then wake up the next day, go back to school, go home, take a fifteen minute nap, and go back to work because I was working five six days a week too. <laughs> uh, no, I I went to one like that was too shishi fru fru, which it was like an hour and a half away. It was the worst. I should not have done that, <laughs> but um, but it it it's fine. Uh, oh. yeah. What do you like better, color or cut? If I had to choose, it would be cutting. Uh, and I think it's just, I don't know, it's, it comes a little bit more natural. Like, I don't have to, I don't know, I, I can visualize it. Like, I visualize angles and I visualize how the hair's gonna fall. It, it, it just comes super natural. Uh, but honestly, I like doing both. Mm-hmm. Because once again, if I cut all day, it would just burn me out. Right. And like, colors just, you know, it's, uh, it's an art form. It's, it's fun. And I think it makes the haircut look good. So, right. mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, if I had to choose, it'd be cutting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I know I do both. Like, that's like, that's just my, that's in my job. I have to. Um, or I send them to someone who get it done. That's, but then <laughs> they screwed up and then they have to come back to me and I have to pick anyway. So how did you get to color map then? 
Oh, color map kind of was like an accident. Like, oh, uh, I came out with a hair product called Monte Rio is a hair and body oil. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, well, backtrack even more. At 20, let's say 25, I had an idea for a shampoo bowl. So I kind of started looking into it, like the whole process of it getting manufactured, or, or like how to do it, right? And I guess I was 26 and I got this, I was, I get distracted easy. And I kind of just, I talked about it and I just never, I learned a little bit about it and I never pulled the trigger. Okay. Well then, when I was, this was probably like five, no, four years ago, my cousin said, you need your own product. So I was like, I was like, man, that's not possible. I was like, you have to have like a lot of money to do it. She was like, no, I'm gonna show you how. So I made this oil and uh, started, you know, promoting it. Uh, and I learned, I learned how to get stuff manufactured. And then at the same time, I was listening to Gary Vee heavily. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he said something in a speech and he said, if you have anything that saves you time and money, you got something. Well, uh, I was doing this girl's hair and she was like, I want silver. And this, like I said, four years ago. So I'm like, all right. And I was running behind, I bleached out twice and she still had a little bit of yellow left on her hair. And I was swatched, I bought three different brands of silver. I'm not a, like, I was never big into the fashion colors. Yeah. So I had the three different brands, I'm looking at it and I'm like, this one looks the most blue, I'm gonna go with this one. Not thinking blue and yellow make green. But at the same time, I was like, if this, Napkin would be yellow, I could see the color better. And Gary B's voice popped off into my head. And I'm like, I can make a yellow napkin. Like, I know how to do this now. You know, it's like, I know how to get stuff made. I believed in myself enough to like pull the trigger on it. So uh, as the time went, I'm like, and then Pop Riot was popping off big, you know, like the fashion color scene was in, you know? So I'm like, I didn't want to make a, a napkin because I was like, I want something more, you know, I, I want something durable. So anyway, we got the, I got the product made and I was like, I want this to be a teaching tool as well. Like I said, just more. So I put all the underlying tones. Um, we made a thicker paper and then, um, and that's what I, and then I, I took the swatches and I perforated it so you can like tear it off and save it. But like I said, I just wanted more than a just a napkin. But it took a year to get manufactured. Uh, like from the testing to like product in hand was exactly a year. Wow. I mean, <clears throat> and then so we've so been having I, it for like three years now. So for those who can't see, um, it is actually a book that has every undertone that you would lift to. When I say every undertone, guys. So fashion colors, as you know, is a pain in the butt when you're trying to have darker colors. This, li- you can map it out. A hundred, like, li- li- literally. Li- used, used, all of them are used. All the ones you sent me, I gave them one to the union because uh, one of the girls at the union was like, loved it and she kept doing it. I'm like, oh, you should try this book. So I gave that one away. Um, and then Thank I you. did the other one. <laughs> yeah, no, they're great. They are literally, it saves you so much time. You know, and you can visually see I'm a visual learner. That's why I love a visual. Like that that's my that that's 
Yeah, it saves a lot of it, time. So check that out. It literally saved me the other day. This little girl came in and she said, I want um, I want blue hair, you know, for the summer. This was back in like May. And I was, I had just got back to Louisiana. I really, I didn't have a lot of product on hand. So I went run in and I, I bought some blues and uh, it was a joy called Cobalt Blue. So I bleached out and I swatched it. I was like, blue. And I heard it like, she has some darker spots. I was like, I'm not worried about that. I said, cause blue over orange is just gonna be blue. The Cobalt Blue and Joy Coke looked green on the orange swatch and it was the perfect blue on the pale yellow. Mm. So like they formulated it different to make it look good on blonde hair. But I was like, on the darker spots, it looked green. I'm <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> but I mean, that you just never know. Like if you'd have put that blue on a white napkin, it'd have been perfect. Right, right. But on on a little bit of brass, it, it pulled up uh, uh, emerald green almost. Like it was a beautiful color, just not blue. <laughs> just not what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I'm glad I caught that before I did it, you know? <laughs> right. Well, it, it can just, it just saves you. I mean, and you can cut that up into like even smaller strips like I've done. Like I have a whole, literally, with Maniconic, I swatched every single color for every single, like, yeah. So a lot of content is coming out with your with your book. So just, just be beware. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite haircut to do on a on a client? Uh, I would probably like something short of like piecey. You know, I like short haircuts to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I. I had a client ask me the other day to do like, you remember the old emo cuts with the short, short piece? Yeah. My hair was down to like right here. And she was like, I want, she was like, I want that old emo cut with a bunch of pieces. And I was like, that was fun. Yeah. I like, I like connecting disconnected haircuts. Mm -hmm. That's probably, that's my answer. <laughs> that's like, my answer, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like pieces to like, making a disconnected haircut look like connect what i would is, have to say that's my favorite cut <laughs> what is what are your top two favorite products that you have to have at your station i would uh, i have to have a hair oil that's that's why i created my the money wheel look i got a bottle right here yeah. Uh, what happened when I opened my shop up, the brand I had in there, they didn't have a good hair oil. And I'm like, that's my go-to product. It makes the hair smooth. It makes it feel better. Um, and it just, it, it makes it healthier. So I was like, I have to have a hair oil. And then I would say, I love the dry texture spray by Orbe. Uh-huh, yes, yes. I use that's, it by gallon. I use it in my hair. I use it almost on every client, but I would say those two. Because <laughs> if you got smooth hair and then like big hair, you're good. <laughs> you gotta just, you know? just roughs it up just a little bit. That that day old hair just gives it to you. Um, what is one class that you've taken that really like changed the way you look at at whatever you took? Do you know what I mean? Like what was something that like changed changed your world 
Uh, when I was 24, I, I took this Paul Mitchell that was cutting yesterday. class. Okay. The, the what? That was yesterday, guys. 24 yesterday. <laughs> uh, I took a, a haircutting class, and the, the way he was cutting it, I started, I, I was cutting like that, and nobody had taught me what I was doing, but it made me feel like I knew what I was doing. Because I started educating, he was he was explaining what I what I figured out on my own. But it, it was just it made me feel confident and like I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I remember that like it was yesterday because it was basically a disconnected haircut, but at long layers. And I'm like, I figured it out like last month, you know. And it's just it, but it just made me feel really good, like. I knew that, I know it just is a confidence booster. Yeah, when yeah. a guy on stage was explaining something that I figured out on my own. Um, yeah. And then as for like a life changing class, I learned how to do uh, the SOCAP extensions, the infusions. Yeah. And that, when I, this was probably eight years ago, and that boosted my career like no other. <laughs> I was one of the only people in town and the money was there to like you know it was a it was a ticket service <laughs> so like that changed my life learning how to do those extensions that I was that was life changing <laughs> yeah 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 so i know you go to a lot well i mean pre covid you know bc <laughs> uh, before covid um you went to every beauty show. I mean, I remember your Instagram would blow up. At ev- you would travel so much. I know you were hustling for your book. I know that part. But what? What was? What's your best show? What was the show that you would go to that you'd always look forward to? Which show was your like? Uh, I'd probably say Premier Orlando. Um, but it was one of the first big hair shows I ever attended, so I guess that was kind of special. But everybody was there from around the world, and then it gave me a chance to like learn because I was gonna take the class, some of the classes too. I yeah. mean, I was actually I was going there to meet people and like show the product, but I would go take a couple classes. <laughs> I was like, I'm here, and yeah, then, um, like I said, it was just it was so massive. It was. It gave you a chance to pick and choose what you really want to see. Because mm-hmm. you, you look at the program and like I would get the program. I'm like, all right, what I would figure it out. Like, what do I really want? Because it had everything. Right. So, and it was honestly like a seventy-five dollar ticket for three days or two days. It's like good bang for your buck. I mean, all the education. Like you get the free education there. So I would say that. <laughs> So what, um, when you went to them, what was your like prime goal? Like, I know you're, you came out with your, your oil and did you ever have a booth? Did you have a booth? I had, I did Premier Birmingham and I had a booth and that was the, the very first show we did. And it, it literally happened. We got the books in and I went, stopped by, it was uh, Life Riley, the um, distributor. Yeah. And I knew the lady had opened the one in my town. I was like talking to her about like carrying I was like, could you put the books at your store? And she was like, you know, Premier Orlando's like, I mean Premier Birmingham's like 
I think it was three weeks away. She was like, you should get a boot. And I'm like, all right. So we did it. And um, honestly, that was probably a mistake because nobody knew what it was. <laughs> it, I think we just did it too soon. And I'm saying this because if anybody wants to open up a product, I'll, I'll, having a spending five grand off the back to have a boot and nobody knows what your product is, they they might not, either they won't stop at the boot or you can spend an hour or like time explaining to them about the product, which I understand you need to do. But it's like, I would maybe promote it more, like yeah. get people using it before going to spend $5,000, you know? Um, I, and then I, I did that one. <laughs> I do know. That's the, that is the, 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 the kicker. Yeah, that was my lesson. And then uh, I did Orlando, I think about a year and a half later. And, you know, I had traffic at the booth because, like, people knew what the product was. Right, right. So uh, I did those two shows. And then um, that's where we at right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so where where can people get your products? Uh, Josh Como Hair. So it's J-O-S-H-C-O-M-E-A-U-X Hair. And then uh, dot com. But um, we have the color map books. I have the mining real oil on there. And then me, you know, Charlie uh, Shrunken Hands? Yeah. So me and Charlie is doing a limited drop of uh, pompadour combs. Ah. So we're gonna, we, we dropping that probably in the next week or two. Uh, oh, we, that's we need, great. We try, we try to make some videos. And it's like, I, honestly, we got I got them made at the beginning of the year. And then I think I got them in, in like say February. And then like, we was like, all right, we're gonna make some promo videos. And then COVID hit and I'm like, I'm not launching up anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, but we're gonna make probably a couple of videos and drop those too and uh, Yeah? Oh my gosh. Drop that too. What? But yeah, so a little yeah. background. Uh, my last name is pronounced Como. E-A-U-X, yeah, E-A-U-X in French is like, oh, so it's just Como. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Blonde, natural, I would home. Like, that, that's where I, I, I go. What, <laughs> what was a, a, a an, an O, O-B moment? Like, what was a, a, oh, shit moment? What was one of your, oh, shit? Like career or product or? Um, I mean, let's do both. I want to hear both because I want to know the product side because I have so many. Um, but yeah, you can do both. So when I first got the the oil made, and then like I said, this is my first time doing anything like this. I talked to the manufacturer and I told them what I needed. And uh, so they sent some samples. The, the bottle they sent, they put some product there. So I was thinking that was the sip. Well, then they put uh, my formula, like my specific formula in a, in some clear jars. Mm -hmm. I just used the bottle for the first couple of weeks. And I'm like, this is great, you know? So when I got my first shipment in the product, 
I'm like, this don't smell right. <laughs> like, this is, so I was like, no, they said, your scent was in the clear jars. I'm like, man, what? <laughs> and I love, I love the first scent. You know, the scent I thought it was gonna be, and I was letting my clients use it. So anyway, when I got the shipment in there, it was like, this is the same stuff. I'm like, but I, my, the point is, there's like, oh shit, this is not right. But I'm like, I'm like every, like kind of like you, everything happens for a reason. I'm like, I'm gonna roll with it. At the end of the day, more people love the scent, like the, the scent it is now than the first one. Ah. It was just like, I just spent a lot of money and it's, it's not what I thought, you know, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna stress about it. I'm like, it is what it is. It might work great. Yeah. And if not, the next batch will say it's a new scent. Right. But I'm talking the men loved it, the women loved it, like everybody loves it. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for, uh, I guess a career, like when I, I was like 29 and uh, I was like, I turned 29, I'm like, I've been working hard, and then everybody's like, why don't you have your own salon? And I'm like, because that wasn't a dream, you know? It's like, I never really cared about having my own place. But when you, I turned 29, I'm like, I felt bad about not having my own place. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I had just watched The Secret and stuff, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it a goal to have a salon by the time I'm 30. Well, I think eight months later, I'm driving up to my own place, and I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> like the whole that I never gave myself time to think. I just like I just did it. But it's like when I got pulled up, I'm like, I got a lot of responsibility on my plate all of a sudden. Because <laughs> I panicked for about two minutes, and I'm like, this is what you wanted. You got this. And I'm like, if you, I told myself, I was like, if you fail as a business owner, you still have a huge clientele that like it doesn't matter I'm still a great hairstyle so right. that's what I told myself and uh but it was just like when I gave myself time I'm like I scared myself I'm like what did I just do <laughs> oh do I know signing that dotted line every time no matter what it is yeah I'm like, I have to sign. <laughs> Are you sure I have to sign this paper right now? Oh my gosh. And that's why. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so now that you run a, a business, you went to California. Do you tell what was what was the the going point? Like, why did you go? Why did you come back? I mean, I think I, I know, I know why you came back, but yeah. tell me that, that story. So when I came out with the oil, my whole, my thought process was if I get celebrity stylists to use my product, you know, it, it'll help like, it'll vouch for it. And, I, and the other thing was like, everything that starts in the West is going to come to America. That, that just, that was my thought process. Like if it, it pops off in Cali, you know, it got to work. So anyway, I just so happened to one of my clients, newest stylist out there, and uh, she put me in touch with her. She was like, send me a product and we'll see how it goes. So anyway, she tried it out and I'm like, 
well, maybe I just need to go there and see what happens. So anyway, I, I told her, I was like, can you introduce me to some more people? She was like, I said, I booked a ticket. And she was like, to me, it, it made up know I was serious, you know? So anyway, I made about six trips in two and a half years and I, I fell in love with it. It always felt great to be there. And um, I guess almost like a mid little midlife crisis, I've, I've never lived anywhere else. I'm like, I just want to be there and see what happens. So anyway, got sold my salon, passed all my clients to like uh, different people, all my friends. And then uh, me and my girlfriend went and she was a makeup artist. So I'm like, and she's talented. I'm like, you need to be there more than I need to be there because you're great. Um, but it was just, it was just that want, you know what I'm saying? Just to be there. And then uh, I got into a salon. It was called Blown on Cannon. And then everything was like, I was getting some repeat business. Everything was going good. Liz, Liz was killing it. She was doing e-com shoots every day. And uh, when COVID happened, I'm like, man. So I, I kind of just, I got on, I took that like the first four weeks and I did absolutely nothing. And I'm like, I've never had this break in my entire life because I was always working. So I enjoyed that. And then I, at the end of April, they was like, Cali's not going to reopen to at least August. So I'm like, I'm not waiting around no more. I said, I'm going to go back to work in Louisiana because Louisiana was projected to open in like in two weeks. I said, I'm going to call my old clients. And then, uh, so I came back here and then with the, I was working and, you know, I got busy real fast. I made like a few Facebook posts, called some people and everybody was behind schedule, you know? So I got really busy. And then we had every intention of moving, like going back to Cali. Well, then they shut, they opened it up and two or three, I think it was three weeks later, they shut it back down. Yeah. And I was just, man, um, and I ain't gonna lie, Cali, like being out there, it, it was the whole starting back over, trying to build new clientele in a place where I really didn't know people. Like, it kind of breaks your spirits. You know, it's just kind of like, I felt like when I, I got some clients, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I, and then I got back to last year and like, my confidence was through the roof. I'm like, I, I know what I'm doing. Like, but I, it was hard. Like, it was kind of hard. Uh, but anyway, like I said, they wasn't reopening Cali, and I'm like, I can't. I, to pay for an apartment out there, and that like, I don't know. It was just this ain't working. That was too too much uncertainty. Yeah. And then, honestly, in a. Uh, I had to look at it from a business standpoint. It's like, I can make more money doing hair out here and promote my products and trying to build a new clientele out there and having no time to do anything else. And so I, it was a super tough call, but I'm like, to me, it's this is the way it was supposed to happen for me. Like, you know? Because uh, like me and you were talking, like you don't need to be in LA to promote the products, you know? And it's like, from a, a business standpoint, it's like, I didn't have the time to do anything else but try to work. So that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> not, with, 
Now with everything going online now and everything, you can you can truthfully be anywhere. You know, I know we're hairstylists and that's like what we do first and foremost. And then our products come in my world, like that's where it came. So I feel we, we need that human interaction. <laughs> like I miss it. I know I have a ton of wig heads in my room and I talk to them all night long, but I still <laughs> do miss like talking to people and like doing their hair and like, and all that. So, but I mean, I have to look at it as a business end. Like literally I have two computers only set up right here in my living room. You know, like you can literally be your own business person anywhere. So very good business move, I have to say, you know, cause some people really would just for the, the address, you know, and I don't think people understand that if the product is good, you can be wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, and it, it's just one of the things you, I think hairstylists, we dream big, we see big, mm -hmm. um, but you have to know how to control that vision to get to where you want. And it's like, yeah, I could go fly to Cali once a month, you know, and maybe yeah, hairstylist <laughs> and have the money to do that instead of trying to live there and not be able to have a break. <laughs> and that's already going to give you more scarcity out there. So then they know your people have to get in when you're out there. So yeah. like, like even that will help, you know, boom your business, you know? So like, yeah, no, I, I, I wanted to be bi-coastal at one point in my career. Um, I still may be, but right now, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> right now we don't know when no, it's coming back. So like, I can't even project, like it's gonna, it has to be a whole new way of doing things. So we'll, we'll see how the first one goes uh, and see just, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what's your favorite shampoo and conditioner? I, my career started in a Kerasai salon, mm -hmm. and I do a lot of blondes as well. And the Kerasai conditioner, or I should say their treatments, mm -hmm. they always got my, the hair back right. You know, like that, my client's hair always felt great after I deconditioned them. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of been my, uh, my go-to. <laughs> okay. um, all right, so we're gonna start wrapping it up. What would you give someone who is just starting their their hair journey, like actual hair? Because uh, I know I push for a lot of wig makers to go to beauty school. So what would you, what inspiration would you give them if uh, they're listening? I would say... Get a, um, a second job. And then while you're in school, practice on all your friends as much as possible. Because watching videos is great, but until you experience it, you know, you really don't know. Because I can give you a certain formula, or I could give you a technique, but if the client's head's shape is different, if their density is different, even though it's the exact same technique, it's gonna—it's not gonna be right. So that whole practicing, or you know, to me that's the game changer. And then as you're doing it, trying to like, well, I used to do highlights, and I would 
as I'm drying it, if I would see a spot that's off, I'm like, I would try to put myself in that position of like, what did I do wrong? So it's like trying to figure everything out, why it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, practice, practice, practice. And then when you feel confident in yourself and you, you, you'll tell people, let me do your hair because you have that confidence. Like if you're not confident what you do, you're not going to ask a, a stranger to do their hair. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't like, so that whole practice of builds your confidence to where you confident enough to, to put yourself in a position to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Like I went to a high end shop and I said, Hey, I want the, I want a chair here. And they were like, huh? I'm like, but I had the confidence, like, I, I want to work here. Like, and I got in, now I was a booth rental chair. So I had my, I had my job waiting tables so I could pay that booth rent. But it's like, I, I, I didn't want to start at a shop, at a commission based shop and then have to switch in like two years. I was like, I just want to work where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I waited tables for two years, but that's waiting tables. I talked to every single table and I mentioned I do hair. And then some of my oldest clients came from that restaurant. Yeah. They were my, you know, the, my most loyal clients, but I met them in the restaurant. So that was kind of like my story. And, but I was like, really? Are you there? I think I'm. Because if, yeah. if you're confident, you can tell people, let me do your hair. <laughs> yep, 100%. Oh my gosh. All right, let's give everyone your deets again, just in case they didn't get it the oh, first time around. Where can they find you on the socials? Uh, my personal Instagram is the Josh Como Show, uh, and that's just because I feel like life's about like it's the sh- it's my show. You know, this is this is my work. Uh, I have my podcast, uh, the Josh Como Show. Um, so yeah, if yeah. you just if you just go to my personal, you can find that. And then both of my products are uh, the website is joshcomohair.com. The Instagram's Josh from More Hair, and then the, the podcast is on all platforms. Uh, my personal Facebook is Josh Kumo, and I love helping people too. So, if you have any questions, product, business, hair, DM me. Uh, I'll be glad to talk. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it, guys! So make sure you check him out. I can't wait to have him back on the show after, like, after COVID to see where we're at, what we're doing, how we're living. So until next time, see you later, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Wig Hackers. Have an idea or a question you'd like me to answer? Feel free to reach out on any of my social media platforms at Daniel Coy Official on Instagram or on Facebook. 
I'd love to hear from you and hope to inspire you. Don't forget to share and rate me and do your hair because if you're looking good, you're feeling better.